Hey friends, and welcome to episode 169 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. And today's episode is a perfect example of how having a little structure can actually be the key to finding freedom and flexibility in your life. Those two words don't often go together, structure and flexibility, but don't just take my word for it. Mary Catherine Dunphy is proof of what can happen when you say goodbye to perfection, set the right routines, implement better boundaries, and get rid of what's holding you back little by little. So let me introduce you to Mary Catherine. Mary Catherine Dunphy is an artist, stationer, surface pattern designer, and creative consultant based in Lafayette, Louisiana, which, fun fact, was once named the happiest city in America. What started as a fun diversion from her nine-to-five work as a certified public accountant soon became countless hand-calligraphed envelopes and watercolor paintings for weddings and social events near and far. After leaving the corporate accounting world in 2018, Mary Catherine founded Mary Catherine Studio, a go-to source for classic event stationery and bespoke artwork, interior design, and entertaining inspiration, and so much more. In addition to running the studio, in late 2021, Mary Catherine joined the creative team at Canvas Style, a woman-led fashion jewelry brand based in San Antonio, Texas. There, Mary Catherine's designs and illustrations are regularly featured in sellout collections available across the U.S. and beyond. When she's not in the studio, you can find Mary Catherine spending time with her husband, Brandon, and their golden doodle pup, Callie, taking on a home decor project, or a few, or antiquing with her favorite shopping buddies, her mom, Kathy, and sister, Emily. In today's conversation with Mary Catherine, we talk about how digital time management tools can help you bring balance and structure to your everyday You'll hear about how creating better morning routines can absolutely get you in the zone and how to honor your personal boundaries so you can show up for what's most important. And during our conversation, you'll hear more about canvas style jewelry. And after diving into their collections, I'm officially obsessed. The Bali silicone bracelets are my new everyday go-to. And as a special gift to It's About Time listeners, you can save 20% off your entire canvas style order with the code ABOUTTIME20 through the end of September. One more time, that's about time 20 to save 20% on your order through September 30th, 2023. As usual, you know you can find all the details for this episode in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 169, including links to the resources Mary Catherine mentions like Trello, Canvas Style, and of course, ways to stay in touch with her. And finally, I wanna thank you again for tuning in and for being a fan of the show. And if you haven't yet, I invite you to click the subscribe button to be notified as soon as new episodes and surprise bonus episodes go live. If you like what you hear, I would be so grateful to hear from you. I'd love your review. You see, your reviews play a huge role in helping others find It's About Time in the search results. And plus, you might just get a shout out in a future episode, like this one going out to Nicole H. She was so kind to leave a five-star rating and review. Nicole H. writes, Get ready to be obsessed. 
This podcast has gem after gem of actionable steps on how to make time management something to work with and not against. Anna is so easy to listen to. I find myself easily able to implement her teachings. Thank you, Anna. Well, thank you so much, Nicole H. I'm so glad you're able to easily take action on what you learn here. That's exactly what I'm hoping for when I create these episodes for you. And with that, it's about time we get started. So let's get this show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. Hey, Mary Catherine, welcome to It's About Time. I am so excited that we are having a conversation today. Me too. I am so excited to be here. Well, you and I have already spent hours and hours chatting. And so I think it's going to be fun to actually press record and let everybody else in on what our conversations are like. I already gave the official Mary Catherine bio in the intro, but I would love to know in your own words, how you spend your time these days. Okay. I'm an artist first and foremost. So I do, you know, painting and all kinds of fun things for mostly for invitations for parties and stationery, things like that. And then more recently, I have started dabbling in graphic design for one of my favorite clients, which is Canvas Style. They're a jewelry design business out of San Antonio. And they, you know, have me do anything from helping them design jewelry collections, like our cute little enamel piece that go on earrings and necklaces, things like that for themed holiday collections, to helping them with Instagram, you know, with stories and templates, all kinds of little graphics for emails, things like that. So I love it. So you're an artist and you're really starting to get into more graphic design and you spend a lot of time partnering with, you said Canvas Style, that's a jewelry brand, which by the way, thank you so much for sending over the awesome, adorable Canvas Style goodies. I am, you I'm wearing mine right now, even though you're listening and you can't see this, I'm wearing super cute Canvas Style bracelets. Well, you're so welcome. You got our Bally bracelets, which are our kind of like signature piece. They're waterproof. You can wear them in the pool. You can sweat in them, do whatever. And they're soft, which is great for working ladies on their keyboards and whatnot. Exactly. Um, and it's funny you mentioned like they're perfect for summer, and pools and jumping in the pool to rescue toddlers that jump into the deep end, which is a story I was telling her about before we hit record. But tell me a little bit about what the rest of life looks like, because we know that you're an artist now, that graphic design is also a big piece. You're collaborating with Canvas Style. What else do you have going on? Yeah, I'm married. I have a husband, Brand, and we have a golden doodle, Callie, who takes up a lot of our time. She's She's like totally human and an only child. <laughs> she thinks she is the center of the universe. So, you know, do a lot with my family. We spend a lot of time at the summers at our family's lake house. And this week, we, my mom and dad and I are headed to Round Top for a little bit of antique therapy. I love it. So I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Have you always been an artist? No, 
I'm a CPA by trade. It's been almost 10 years ago, I took the CPA exam and became a CPA and I worked in the corporate world for eight or nine years and then fully transitioned into doing what I do now, which is, you know, a little more fun for me anyway. I mean, look, no, it's not a one size fits all type thing, but for me, it's really fun. Um, Started as a hobby and has just blossomed into what I get to do every day. Yeah. Okay. So you started as a CPA and now you're an artist, which I feel like those two things could not be more different. What was that transition like for you? I feel like I've always been a person who likes to make or create things with my hands. And so like even in college for like sorority meetings, I was the one showing up with like an obnoxious poster for risk management or whatever we were doing. <laughs> you know, I just have always had that little bit of calling to do something with my hands. And I think it was like after my third or fourth tax season, I looked at my husband. I was like, please take me to the like bookstore because this was before YouTube <laughs> tutorials. Please take me to the bookstore and I'm going to learn how to do something else. So I picked up pointed pen calligraphy and then that kind of blossomed into invitations, which people wanted artwork for. And I picked up a paintbrush and now I'm like, have a desk full of paintbrushes behind me. <laughs> so- <laughs> So you're completely self-taught. Yes. The last time I took an art class was in seventh grade at Our Lady Fatima (laughs) School. And I don't remember particularly being very good at what we were learning how to do, but I remember, you know, liking it and thinking it was fun. And I don't think I picked up a paintbrush again until probably five or six years ago. Wow. So when you asked Brandon to you know, let's take a trip to the bookstore. I want to learn something. Did you go into that knowing that you wanted to leave your CPA career or was it just to explore something new? I think maybe not on the surface. I certainly wasn't going to tell Brandon I wanted to leave my CPA career, but I think in the back of my mind, I always had confidence that I could learn how to do something else and, you know, have a skill that was fun to do and useful and that people wanted to have me do for them. Yeah. But yeah. I think, I think overall, no, I did not ever think it was possible. And even when we were talking about like when I was in that stage where I would go to work eight to five or seven to four was what I was doing and then come home, eat dinner and then start working again and then go to bed for a couple of hours and then do it all over again. Even when I was in that stage, we were like, okay, can we realistically do this? And so it took like Brandon is much more of a real number cruncher than I am because he's a CPA too. (laughs) But, you know, he kind of had to say like, yes, okay, I have confidence you can do this. And that's when it made me feel like, okay, I can do this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes it's having the support of somebody really close to you, encouraging you and saying, hey, yes, you can do this. Let's make it happen. So clearly it was an overnight success and you must have left your CPA job and then immediately became a super successful artist. Not at all. (laughs) Okay. So, so tell me what that transition was like, because it seems like it would be scary to take that leap from, you know, what's considered that super stable CPA career to being an artist and being independent. What did that feel like? Well, lucky for me, I had a ton of support, like you said, from Brandon and then my, you know, my mom and dad, my sister, our, my whole family is, you know, a very big cheerleader for me. And I always had clients lined up, people ready to 
buy something from me or have me do invitations for this, that, whatever they were, you know, looking to do. But what I didn't have was like, how do I manage this many? Because before, before leaving, I had always had an out like, oh, well, I have a real job, you know, quote unquote. I always had a way to say like, here's my boundary. Here's what I can and can't do. But when I transitioned to having all the time in the world to work on this, I felt like, oh yeah, I can take as many people as want to line up and, you know, have an invitation designed or whatever they wanted. I was taking on everything, anything and everything that people would come to me for. And that was a learning experience because I realized that one, I don't want to, I don't want to do anything. Anyone will ask me to paint or whatever. And two, I realistically can't, and I can't serve my clients in a way that feels like I want them to feel, you know, I want them to feel like they're my only client. Mm-hmm. So I can't do that when I have a hundred people emailing me and saying like, Hey, checking up on my stuff. And I'm like, I forgot I was doing something for you. <laughs> you know, I didn't have any standard operating procedures in place. Mm-hmm. And for someone who was coming from a place of very regimented workplace where we were keeping track of our time and six minute increments and billing clients. And, you know, it wasn't really my client. It was someone up the totem poles client. I wasn't communicating with clients, setting expectations, doing any of that sort of stuff. So when it came to, I'm not just painting every day, I'm also running a business. I had to really sit down and think about how I wanted that to look. Yeah. I think that's the hardest part that so many people who are excited about jumping into starting their own business, especially if they're creatives and artists, is you almost forget about that whole business running part because (laughs) you just think about the things that you're going to create. And speaking of things that you're going to create, one of you just mentioned that you didn't necessarily want to just paint anything or create anything for just anybody. You wanted to narrow it a little bit. So If you could describe your style or your vibe or, you know, what is quintessential Mary Catherine? I think first and foremost, what I like to create, I I like for it to be fun and beautiful. And I love flowers. I love bows. I love color, fun, feminine, all of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned, you know, when you got started, you went from super structured, regimented CPA world where you were tracking your time in six minute increments, which anytime somebody tells me that, whether they're a CPA or an attorney, it always blows my mind. There was a time that I had to track my time in 15 minute increments. And that was like, yeah, ugh, hated it, hated it. Although time tracking can be very helpful to get an understanding and awareness of how you're spending your time. So don't y'all don't let hearing me say, oh, deter you from doing a time study because the no. time is fantastic. I agree. And I still track my time, some of my bigger projects just to keep track of what I'm doing. And if I'm spending my time in an efficient manner and I use something that you recommended to my sister to, <laughs> to track it, I use toggle track. Mm, toggle track. So that actually brings me to my next big question. So you are, you're an artist, you are creating for clients, you create for canvas style, you've got Kelly, you've got your family, your husband, you recently built a home, which is no small feat either. How are you keeping everything straight now? Like, How do you do all that you do? Oh gosh, I used to be, and nothing against them, but I used to be a paper planner person. Like I just loved the feeling of getting them in the mail and unpackaging it. And then it was like, I didn't want to write in them. 
Right. I didn't want to mess it up or have it not be beautiful anymore. So I had to like leave that behind. I now look at everything I have to do on a Google calendar. And then I've integrated my Google Drive into my computers so that when I like go to save something in Photoshop or wherever I'm working, it goes straight to my Google Drive. No middleman, no, did I save this on my laptop or did I save this on the desktop? No wondering where anything is. It's all in one place. And then I also use a little bit of Trello here and there. I do love Trello though. It makes me feel very organized. (laughs) But I will say at first I had to really train myself to depend on Trello because I feel like those kind of systems are only as good as, you know, if you're really using them, Mm -hmm. if you're really making yourself (laughs) depend on them. Yeah, that is so true. I hear I've, I hear so many people say, oh, I tried Trello or I tried Asana or I tried insert tool here, but it didn't work for me. I never could remember to use it. And that's that's so true. You have to create the habit of actually getting in there and knowing its purpose and how you're going to use it because it's not going to do it for you. A paper planner is not going to get you places on time. Even your Google calendar isn't going to do the work for you. You've no. got to you know, pick your system, stick with it and use it. No. And I'm def- definitely guilty of trying. I tried Asana before and I, I mean, it would have worked for me. I think anything I think would have worked. It was just, I didn't, you know, wasn't sticking with it. Mm-hmm. You're not the only person because that, you know, I see that all the time. People will bounce from program to program like, oh, Trello didn't work. Let me try Asana. Oh, ClickUp seems like the cool new thing. Let me try that. Oh, have you tried Notion? Notion's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's just all of these different things. And at the end of the day, it's not the program. <laughs> it's right. picking it, knowing that nothing's going to be perfect and sticking with it. Yeah. So one of my now, my like afternoon routine when I'm shutting down at work, one of my routine things that I do is I dump anything that I've, anything that I've put into like a notes app or scribbled on a sheet of paper, anything like that, it all goes either to the calendar or to Trello so that it doesn't have to live on my desk. It doesn't have to get lost. It doesn't have to get lost in my brain. Or, you know, pile up in a notes app and then like, okay, which, where did I put this? It's all in one of two places. Ah, see, that's genius. So you wrap up your day in one of your wrap up, you know, kind of like your workday shutdown routine is to take stuff from your notes, anything scribbled on paper, and to just put it where it goes. Yes, or delete it if I don't need to ever think about it again. That's amazing. About how long does that take you? Usually like less than five minutes. So it's really nice. But some days, you know, we're note heavy. If I've got like calls about design things that I need to, you know, implement at a later date, you know, I've got more notes. Most times it doesn't take more than about five minutes. And then I leave my desk clear and not for a while. I was hauling around this tote bag full of papers. You know about this. I weighed (laughs) a ton. And finally I have worked through the entire bag and either the papers have all been thrown away and everything is either you know, if it was something that I need to remember, it's put away where I can find it easily. And if it's not something that I need to remember or ever deal with again, it is in the trash. Goodbye. Yes. The bag no longer exists. That is, that's amazing. Yes. I do remember hearing all about the bag. Someone actually in my group coaching program actually reached out to me recently and said that she has a stack of papers on the corner of her desk that she's just afraid to get rid of. And (laughs) 
she's just, I keep holding on to them and I don't know if I'm going to need them or not. And I don't have time to go through them, but I don't want to get rid of them. And they're just there, like this little pile that's just staring at her. And it sounds a lot like the tote bag. Yeah. It's a very freeing feeling to get rid of those things. And I I had to do it one bite at a time. My dad always says, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Uh So I had to schedule it in my calendar, get rid of 25 papers today. And then I did that for, I'm embarrassed to say how long it took me, but I did it for a while and now all the papers are gone. See, that is such proof that you don't have to do everything all at once. Like everything doesn't have to be done in this one fell swoop. A lot of times we get it in our heads that if I just had four hours, I could knock it all out. But who has four hours? Really? Who has four completely clear hours that are just begging to be used by going through papers? No one yeah. does. No. I want to meet them. Yeah, that doesn't, that's not a thing. So little by little, that's awesome. That's also really encouraging. It's proof that you can tackle the mountain. You can yeah. eat the elephant bite by bite. Definitely. Even if it's an accomplishment as little as getting rid of your tote bag full of scrap notes. But I think that, you know, that methodology can be applied to more important accomplishments. Yeah, but I can tell you like how good that is for, you know, for my mental clarity not to have to be like, oh, I, I took a note on that sheet of paper and then I dumped it in the orange bag. And now I don't know what that is. Hope, I, hope I'm not forgetting something important. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and you can just feel that like anxiety and that tension knowing that, oh, there might be something I'm forgetting. Hope it's fine. It makes me picture like cartoons of prisoners wearing black and white outfits with a big ball and chain, you know, that they, that's yes. chains and ankle. That's basically what the tote bag was. It was. And I will say, you know, is there a lot in my Google Drive? Yeah. But it's freeing to know, like, it's never going away. I can, it's searchable. You know, the orange bag was not searchable. No. So it's easy for me to find anything that I need and I've got a way to organize it. I love it. I love it. Okay, y'all. So I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, and all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. 
Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you want to know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. So we've got an organized Google Drive. We've got a little bit of Trello. We've got Google Calendar. And one of the biggest things, I think one of the underdogs or the underestimated changes is having Google Drive. And I know this is so technical and seems like not a big deal, but having Google Drive integrated to your computer. So it's just boom, there, instead of having to upload and then download and then move things over. And did I put this here? That's a huge time saver. And it's so simple. Yeah. I was running into a, a problem here and there because my, you know, most of the files that I deal with are Photoshop files or they're Illustrator files where they're pretty large, especially if I've got a big project going on. My computer was just like running out of space, running out of space. Yeah. I, you know, got a new computer and then I was like, oh gosh, it's still running out of space. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I got to do something about this. So I thought, okay, here's an idea. I won't save anything to my computer. It'll all go directly to the cloud. And then when I need it, it's there. I love it. Work expands to fill the time allotted is Parkinson's law, but files expand to fill the laptop allotted because, I mean, they just keep expanding. It's true. (laughs) Okay. So does anything else come to mind that helps you just do life? Yes. I hate running errands. And so (laughs) I won't do it unless Brandon will bring me to the store and drop me at the door and pick me up at the door. I don't like being in a parking lot you know, loading groceries, all that kind of stuff. So I always do whatever delivery services we can get, we've got them. So it's shipped. I mean, I'm a big Amazon Prime fan. Oh yeah. The delivery people definitely know us. And and I even do Walmart Plus because like, I'm very picky, you know, everybody's got their things that they like and I have some stuff that I like from Walmart, some stuff that I like from Target. So mm-hmm. whoever can bring it to my door, you're hired. I love that. Also, I have once a week, our family fairy godmother comes to my house. She is just the sweetest person and she comes and she doesn't always do the same thing. But like last week she came and we organized a few things in my closet and this, and she just stays for a little while, but it just helps me get a handle on things that otherwise would be going by the wayside. So she's super helpful. And sometimes I'm like, Miss Linda, I don't have any, you know, I don't know what I need you to do because Brandon does laundry. We kind of tag team the house. And so she'll suggest something like, oh, I saw this needed to be done. So I'm going to go do that. I'm like, okay, whatever you want to do. But just like having that little bit of regular help with whatever it might be is wonderful. And it makes me feel like I've got a handle on things without feeling like I have to do everything. Yes, that's awesome. So how does one find a family fairy godmother? (laughs) Can I put an ad in the classifieds for this? She's one in a million. She was caring for my grandmother before she passed away. And then I think the work that she was doing was really hard. Obviously, anyone who would do that has to have a big heart. And, you know, I think sometimes that weighs heavily on people. So she, when my grandmother passed, she transitioned into helping us. And I think you know, that's been really fun for her to keep with one family. And she goes to my sisters once a week. She goes to my mom's, she goes to my aunt's. She's all over the place and she's always with us. So we love it. 
Oh my goodness. I love that. That is really cool. I love that y'all have that relationship and that she's consistent across, you know, your family. And that's really cool. Yeah. We're very lucky to have her. Anything else you can think of before we move on? Okay. So another thing that I learned from this podcast that I very much love because for a while I was not big on budgeting um, is we YNAB now. Oh, cool. So, so we YNAB to, you know, just keep track of everything because for a while, and especially if you've built a house recently, you know that there's money flying everywhere and you're just like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> I guess this is happening. And so once we moved in and really got settled and everyone was paid, we were like, okay, let's just try to like keep track of what is coming in and going out so we can be more informed about, you know, our financial life. Yeah. So speaking of building the house, I remember back in 1994 when my mom was building a house, she had a tote bag, probably very similar to the orange tote bag that was just full of all things home building. And I've got to know, like, how did you keep track of everything? This is something that as a result of working with you, I really came up with a good system. And I say I came up with it, but you came up with an awesome system. We did a new home Trello board. So it was everything from paint colors to who's the next person on my list to call and order something from or what was left to be purchased for this room, that room. I even had subcontractors, you know, I had their phone numbers and all of that kind of information, like whatever I might need was all in the Trello board. You know, if I came to the house and I saw something that needed to be fixed or needed to be dealt with, I had it all in a list. And I don't know if my builder loved it or hated it, but I always had a list for him of what needed to be remedied or fixed at whatever time. At whatever stage in the process we were. That's, see, that is so amazing because you basically had your dashboard with everything that you needed, whether you were at the house or you were out running errands or you were at home and you didn't have to dig through a tote bag or a binder or look for printouts. And it was just all right there. That's so awesome. Exactly. And a lot of things that we were dealing with were like some things that you couldn't solve right away. Like it was a kind of required a back and forth or we had to call the city or you know this that or the other so when those things happened in threads it was really easy to keep track of like well I know I called you on this date and you know you said this so why isn't this done or you know it helped me hold people and myself accountable for what was going on yeah because I've heard people say that building a home is one of the most stressful experiences of anyone's entire life um I feel very lucky that we were able to do it but It was a lot of work to keep track of all the people. Yeah. And we had a, we had a great contractor. I was super happy with how everything turned out, but it was a lot of work. Yes. And especially for a recovering perfectionist, such as myself, (laughs) I was here every day, like looking at things and Brandon's the same way. So we're both looking at everything, like trying to keep ourselves calm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, during the crazy, but it was well worth it. That's awesome. And your home is beautiful. I love every time you share like a behind the scenes or I'm always watching your stories over and over again. Oh, See, oh, oh my gosh, gosh. on the wall over there. What is that? <laughs> Thank you. I know someone shared like a little snippet yesterday and someone messaged me like full house tour. And I was like, you don't want to see what's behind door number two. Like we are still getting settled here and there. And I think the upholsterer is dodging my calls. So... <laughs> 
That is so funny. So the whole process of taking a house from an idea and plans to what it is now and what it will be as you continue to get settled, it's a process. It's a transformation. There's a lot that happens along the way. And you learn a lot and you make mistakes and then you keep going. And then, you know, you just keep you know looking forward to, okay, what's our next step? How do we keep all of this together? And it honestly, it's not unlike a metaphor for life and how things start from an idea and they grow and they change and there's transformation and there's an entire process along the way. Um, you and I had the opportunity to work together for several months one-on-one, which was such a privilege for me to be able to be your coach and to spend that time with you. And, you know, I would love to hear just a little bit from you in your own words about, you know, how did you feel? How were you feeling? What did life look like whenever we first met and started working together? Yeah. So when we first met, we just purchased our lot that we built on. And so I was in a transition period. We were, you know, the market was hot. My realtor was like, you need to sell your house right now. So we went ahead and sold. And then we were like, my parents were kind enough to let us move in to their house, which they were moving to. So it was like, everyone was in transition. We were all over the place. Our stuff stayed in storage forever. I mean, it was just a lot going on in life. And then I felt like, you know, I was struggling to set boundaries, keep my business, you know, running the way that I wanted it to be running and keep an eye on the house project, which was huge and took up a lot of my time. And with the house project, I had, we're very lucky to have our architect, his wife was a designer. So I had this person that I could go to for confidence and helping me like, no, you need to do this first, choose this first. Here's, here are the steps to do whatever we were working on. And so that's what I felt like I found in you too, was for my business and life, you know, someone to say, you're on the right track, you know, here's what's most important right now. Let's focus on this. And here's a no nonsense way to get those things done and and reach goals that I had set for myself. So I was not sleeping a lot. (laughs) And I am happy to report that I am like at a full six and a half to eight and a half hours of sleep every night. Now I'm a, I'm a recovering all nighter person. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, every once in a while I'll go back to my old ways and just really push through to finish something and then need a weekend to recover. But I feel like your guidance and those kind of building blocks that you put in place for me have set me up for a more successful and a healthier way to try to do as much as I want to do not everything, but to really get, a you know, accomplish what I want to accomplish. Well, first of all, thank you so much. It, like I said, it was amazing to work with you and to be a part of, you know, taking your starting point and, you know, helping you find the building blocks that actually made sense for you. I say all the time, time management is not one size fits all. And that's absolutely the case. So, As we were getting started with working together, was there anything that made you nervous or that you were afraid of? And you can be honest here. It's okay. I mean, (laughs) really, no. I knew I needed help. And I was like, I got to get someone who can help me. I guess maybe a little bit. I was nervous about having to say no. Mm -hmm. People, you know, and to set boundaries that I wasn't used to setting. And I was used to just, yeah, I can do that. Sure. I can do that. Yeah, I'll have every... And I was 
big into overpromising. <laughs> so I've tried to manage expectations better in life and in business and just to say, yeah, I, you know, I'd love to help you. I, you know, I want to do X, Y, or Z and really consult my calendar before I promise something as opposed to just promising and then hoping for the best later. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Because if it doesn't fit on the calendar, it doesn't fit in life, right? Exactly. Yes. And so before we could really get things going with making sure that there were solid boundaries in place and that expectations were being set and met, we also had some systems to figure out too, right? Um, I remember us working together on systems in your business and getting routines set in life. What would you say was the most impactful system or routine that we worked on together, maybe that you use still now. Okay. It's not a business thing, but it's a morning routine. Okay. Because when we met, I didn't have a morning routine. For one, I wasn't ever waking up at the same time. Two, my mornings were, you know, what I was just waking up and putting out the hottest fire, whether that was to run errands or, you know, do work or whatever it was, whoever needed me, that's what I was doing. And so now I've got a little morning routine in place and I it's kind of long, <laughs> but I do it. And so I, every morning I pull it up on my Google, it's on my Google calendar under like my, you know, ideal morning. And so I pull it up every morning and I check off like everything. Even Callie has a morning routine now. So she gets her food, her walk, and then we go upstairs with a bone every day. And then I work upstairs in, in our house. You know, she has her little routine and she knows, I mean, everyone... Everyone, I feel like, thrives with a little bit of structure. <laughs> so, I mean, it's been good for both of us. But a morning routine has been really nice. And then, you know, aside from that, like work-related, having our automations in place in Dubsado, which is what I use to communicate with clients. You know, you've helped me a lot with getting those set up. And I know just recently I got you know, feedback from a client who was like, I love how this works, that this is so nice. And so maybe it feels so good that, you know, people are enjoying it on their side of things too, because I'm definitely enjoying not having to reinvent the wheel every time a new client comes my way. Yeah. So speaking of clients commenting and saying, Hey, this is a really great experience. When did, or, you know, did other people start to notice a change in you and how you were showing up? I think so. I think that, you know, I'm more present in like family life now that I'm a little less frazzled underneath the surface of whatever, you know, whatever that I have going on. I feel like we have some systems in place that can handle a pretty big workload. And yeah, I think that I, even like my involvement with Canvas Style was one of my, you know, larger clients. I've been able to take on so much more of what they need from me because I'm a little more organized in how I'm, how I'm attacking each day. So yeah, you, so you have the systems in place, you have the space figured out, you have a clear understanding of your boundaries and practice setting expectations. And so you're able to say yes to things that you actually have time for, which means that you get to be more present whenever you're spending time with your family and then you get to get good sleep at night. Exactly. And I feel like it's so funny because my mom and I were talking about this the other day. I feel like I work less than I used to, but I get so much more work done and, you know, I'm accomplishing more because of, 
you know, the changes that we've, you know, implemented together. So she call she calls you my guru. Who <laughs> oh, you are. You are so my guru. I quote you all the time. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, that seriously means a lot. You have no idea. Guru, that's too funny. It, like I said, it's totally been my pleasure to be along for the ride with you. And you had to put in the work. Like you had to actually show up and dig deep and pay attention to what works for you and actually follow through and implement or else none of it would have come to fruition. And, you know, if you could look back on the past few years and where you started and what life looks like now, what advice would you give Mary Catherine, who is, you know, five years ago and totally frazzled? Oh, gosh. I think I would just say to take a step back and realize you don't have to do it all at once, you know, and that you can set one priority and focus on that. Not everything has to be a priority all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. You're on, but make some progress on one thing and then move to the next. Yeah, that is so good because whether you are building a house or starting a family or starting a business or just you're in your career so often, we want to do all the things at once. We want to do all of it. We want to make progress on everything or else we feel like we're letting other people down or we feel like we're letting ourselves down. But in the end, like you said, having like a top priority, a true top priority and sticking with that for a while is where you really see progress. Exactly. Yeah. And I've been very lucky. I have a lot of support from family and friends and, you know, that doesn't hurt either. But I think I have learned to depend on that a little more than I was allowing myself to. If my mom, you know, calls me and she's, I'm in the middle of something, she's, do you want me to bring you lunch? Yes, I do. I do. (laughs) Or whatever, you know, whatever offers that I get for help, I am accepting them. Yeah. No matter what kind of help it is. Seriously, that's, and that's an amazing example because saying yes to help and asking for help can be hard, but there is power in delegating and letting people help you so that you can show up as your best self with the energy that you have. Definitely. Yeah. Mary Catherine, how can we stay in touch with you? So my Instagram is at Mary Catherine studio and that's Catherine with a C and then there's an underscore after it because, you know, Instagram had to be difficult and not let me have the just Mary Catherine Studio. (laughs) But anyway, there's no other one to get us confused with. It's just the only Mary Catherine Studio on Instagram. And we share all kinds of fun things there. I try to give a little bit of look into what I'm working on. Sometimes what I'm working on is secret until an event happens or whatever, but I try to give a little bit of glimpse into that. And then, you know, I share whatever I'm doing with Canvas style and a little bit of what's going on at our house. So it's a fun place to be, I think. Mary Catherine, thank you so much for spending time with me today, for sharing about what our experience working together was like and how you do life. Because it's always so helpful to get a peek behind the curtain at what life really looks like for people. Well, you are so welcome. Thank you for having me. I was, I told you before I had a little bit of stage fright about this. This is my first podcast to participate on. So I'm like, I don't, I'm not a public speaker, but I can at least talk to a girlfriend and that's you. So. Oh yeah. Well, you're a total pro, so you're good. Thank you so much. I had so much fun. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. And there you have it. Like Mary Catherine said, her biggest lesson with time management wasn't how to time block or task batch or even create systems, even though of course all of that is important. 
Her biggest lesson instead was to leave perfection behind and be flexible. And you can do that too. It is absolutely possible for you, my friend. You can find links to the productivity tools that Mary Catherine mentioned, as well as links to keep in touch with her and check out Canvas Style by visiting the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 169. And don't forget to use the code abouttime20 to save 20% on your next Canvas Style order. I can't wait to see what you get. You can shop their site at canvasstyle.com. And before you go, let me tell you about next week's episode. If you are sick and tired of your own excuses, you definitely don't want to skip episode 170. Procrastination is one of the biggest topics and most frequently asked questions to hit my inbox. I get it. Time management and putting an end to procrastination go hand in hand. And there are so many time management strategies and tools out there that can help you out. But just wishing procrastination away doesn't work. And you can't willpower your way into avoiding procrastination. It's actually much deeper than that. And we'll dive into all of it next week in episode 170. All right. Thanks again for listening. And I look forward to talking with you soon. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.